Write your story on my heart. This is week four of the series that we've been in called My Story. And if you haven't been here the first couple of weeks, let me see if I can bring you up to speed. We are embracing this whole reality that the decisions that we make in life today are going to determine the stories that we tell in our lives tomorrow because we're all writing a story. Whether we realize it or not, our lives and the decisions that we make from day to day are one day going to tell a story. We're in a particular chapter of our lives right now, and, and, and that story is unfolding. And you and I are writing that story every day by the way we live, by the way we love, and by the way we serve. And so the, the idea behind this, this series is that we want to help you to make wise choices. Because when we make wise choices today, then it helps for a great story tomorrow. When we make some bad choices, then of course we may not be so proud of that story down the road and it may not be one that we want to tell, but we want to live a story that we're proud to tell one day. And the way that we're going to be able to do that is by making wise choices in life. And so first thing I want you to be mindful of today is that line, it is easier. The decisions that you make today, the decisions that you make today determine the stories that you're going to tell tomorrow. Now I want you to say that with me. The decisions that you make today determine the stories you're going to tell tomorrow. Now like I said, some of you are writing a great story with your life right now. And one day you're going to be able to go back and, and look in that chapter of your life and you're going to be able to tell a great story because you're going to look back on that story and you're going to be able to say, you know, it was in that chapter of my story that I made this decision and I started to follow Christ for the very first time in my life or I started a new discipline. I, I did something that, that literally changed the direction of my life. Maybe in this season, in this chapter of your life, maybe you decided to stay and, and work out some difficulties in a relationship or, or some trials or temptations that you were struggling with in your life, and, and you stayed and, and you decided to do so, and, and you brought healing in your relationships of life because you stuck it out and you stayed with it. Maybe there was something that you needed to stop. Maybe there was something that was literally kind of hindering your story. There was a habit. There was a relationship. There was something that was controlling your life in such a way that you knew that if you didn't stop, it was going to ruin your life. And so you made a decision to stop. And because you made that decision, in that chapter of your life, you're going to be able to look back and you're going to be able be proud to tell that story, aren't you? Because of the decisions that you made. Well, today, I think that when we talk about making wise choices and wise decisions, you know, we oftentimes think of decisions only just between good and bad, you know, right and wrong, good and evil, that everything's black and white. I don't know about you, but I live in a lot of gray area in my life. Not everything's always black and white, and then it's that clear. Sometimes it is. Sometimes I don't find the, the difficulty in choices between the good and the bad. I find the struggle between the good, the better, and the best. And you see, sometimes if the enemy can't get us to make the bad decision, 
could get us to settle. And we settle for a good decision instead of holding out for the best decision. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk about making the best decisions that we can make in our lives. And sometimes the best decision that you can make is to go when it's easier to stay. Sometimes the best decision you can make is to follow the hunch, is for you to take that step of faith, that that leap of faith, to go outside of your comfort zone, to, to go somewhere you've never gone before, do something you've never done before. My daddy always told me that there are three kinds of people in this life, risk takers, caretakers, and undertakers. Here's the thing. You and I are one decision away from living a life of fullness and blessing, and we can also be one decision away from wasting our lives. Risk-takers, caretakers, undertakers. Sometimes the best decision that you can make is to go when it would be much easier for us to stay. So in this series, we're asking this big question. This has come up over and over again. How do we live a story that's worth telling? How do we live the story that God really wants us to tell? I believe the answer to that is found over in Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to have the words on the screen here. I want you to read along with me, if you will. Everyone, let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us, get this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. That's not it, is it? That's New King James. Sorry. And you were reading that, and I was going, man, I must have really gotten this wrong. Sorry, wrong translation. Anyway, let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Now, if you're going to go and you're going to make a decision in life, it's going to take faith to go somewhere you've never gone before, to do something you've never done before, to make a decision that that you've never made before. It's going to require faith. And if you're going to put your faith in someone or something, who's it going to be? I don't know about you, but if I'm going to put my faith in someone or something, I'm going to put it in in a sure thing. And the only sure thing that I've ever found in this world, in this life, is Jesus. It's the only sure thing I have ever found. And so if I'm going to put my faith in something or someone, it's going to be in him and him alone. Because I know that he's the only one that can help me. And so if he is the author, and if he is going to be the author, and he is going to help me write the story of my life, then I'm going to have to give him the pen... And I'm going to have to let him help me write this story by trusting him and by following the prompts that he gives me in life. If you want to write the story of your life in a way that really pleases God, then Jesus has got to help you write that story. Again, back in week number one in this series, we decided and we talked about starting something, to, to start a discipline that would help us to live out this story of God, this story that we want to tell, a story that we're going to be proud to tell. 
In the second week, we talked about deciding to stop, to stop things that might hinder our story in any way from being the story that we would be proud to tell and the story that God wants us to be able to tell with our lives. Last week, we decided to, to stay the course, that, that sometimes the best decision is to stay the course when it would be easier to just kind of throw in the towel, to, to just quit, because God has called you to stay, to stick it out, to work through it. But today I want to focus on sometimes the best choice for us is to go when God calls us and he prompts us to go when it would be so much easier for us to stay. Now there's a story in the scripture that illustrates this perfectly back in the Old Testament. And you know the story. It's Abram and Sarah. Abram as we now know him as, as Abraham. Now back in the day, Abram, when we find him, uh, back in Genesis, Abram was a guy who was worshiping a false god, a moon god, by the name of Nanner. Now, if you're over the age of 40 and you ever watched Mork and Mindy, you're going to have this uncontrollable urge to say Nanner Nanner. If you're under the age of 40, you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, and I'm going to get back to the message here. Yeah, yeah. Abraham was in the Ur of the Chaldees, and he was worshiping this false god, Nanner. And, and the one true God comes to him, and he gives him this very simple and very direct command. It's in Genesis chapter 12, again, verse 1. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I want you to leave, and I want you to go. To go somewhere else. Somewhere where I'm not even actually telling you where it is that I'm going to have you go. I'm going to ask you to leave everything that you're familiar with. I'm going to ask you to leave what's comfortable for you, what's predictable, and what's easy. And so, as I like to say it, to step toward your destiny, you might have to step away from your security. To step toward your destiny you might have to step away from your security. Think about it. You know, Abram grew up there. All his friends were there. Everybody, everything was comfortable, yet God was calling him to go somewhere and to go somewhere that he did not even know where he was going, a land that I will show you. But here are the promises. Here's the promise that God made in verse 2 and 3. He said, here's my promise to you, Abram. If you'll do what I say, if you'll obey me, here's the deal. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. And i got to believe that Abram at that moment went, What? God, you talking to me? In case you haven't forgotten, me and Sarah, we're like 75 years old, and we don't have any children. I mean, she's barren, and, and I mean, we've been trying, and it's been fun trying, but we still don't have any children, okay? And, and, and you're telling me that there's going to be nations that come out from us? I mean, seriously? Really? You know, God, are you tripping? What is going on? I mean, I, I don't understand. 
But God made him this promise. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. Your name will be great. You'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. Curse those who curse you. And all the people on the earth will be blessed through you. Wow. What a promise. What a promise. That was a promise that God made to Abram. How many times have we ever made a promise to God? You know, one of those one of those foxhole confessions. Oh God, oh God. You know, God, if you'll just get me out of this situation, God, if you'll just let me get out of this situation, you know, I'll never do this again. I'll never find. You know, God, if you'll just let me get by with this, you know. And if you're a student, if you're a student, oh God, I know I didn't study for this test, but God, if you'll just help me to pass this test, you know. And, 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 you know, you're driving down the highway and, oh, God, please don't let that state policeman catch me on this, you know. I can't stand another ticket. I don't want to go to traffic school again. Well, I'm sorry, that was my prayer. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I think all of us have kind of made promises to God like that one time. Let me, let me see your hands. If you've ever made a promise to God like that, let me see your hands. All right, the rest of you are not raising your hands. You're all lying. You are because I know everybody has made a promise like that one time or another in your life. We have. But here's the thing. We are not changed by the promises that we make to God. But we're changed by believing the promises that God makes to us. Hello? Let me say that again. We're not changed by the promises that we make to God, but we're changed by believing the promises that God makes to us. What would have happened if Abram didn't go? You know, God is referred to in history, throughout Scripture, and even beyond Scripture as the God of Abraham, help me out, Isaac, and Jacob. So if there had been no Abraham, there would have been no Isaac and there would have been no Jacob and so you see there is a residual effect there is a ripple effect from the obedience of one person that goes and extends literally through generations you know we just don't have any idea how the decisions that we make today may have an effect on someone tomorrow or the next day, or even our children and in generations to come. That's what happened here with Abram. And there was a ripple effect that would have taken place if he had not made the wise choice and decided to obey God. But he did. Because sometimes the best decision that you can make is to go when it would be easier to stay. Now, Let's, let's, let's take a step back from this if we can for a minute and just kind of take the 30,000-foot uh, view, you know, and, and kind of look at this situation maybe a little differently. What does God want you to want? What does God want you to want? If he's going to be the author of your story, if he is going to do that, what needs to change about the direction of your story right now? If you take a step back from your life and you look at the broader picture, you know that there's something that should be different for your story to be what God really wants it to be. What is that? 
What is it that God wants different in your story? You know, for some, it may be that, that you need to spend more time with your husband, your wife, or, or your children because you're neglecting, you're not spending the time that you need to to develop those relationships. You know, maybe it's, it's that you're not spending enough time. Maybe you, decide, you need to decide to spend more time with God because maybe you need to work in your own relationship with Him, to spend more time with Him, talking to Him, listening to Him, reading His Word, seeking Him and getting to know Him like you've never gotten to know Him before. Maybe God wants you to, to have financial freedom, but, but you're looking around at your life and all the stuff that you've got and all the credit card debt and everything else you've got, and you just, you know, you want to be able to help other people, but you can't even help yourself because you've gotten yourself into such debt because you've got all this stuff. Decisions that we make today determine the stories we're going to tell tomorrow. God wants you to have financial freedom. He wants you to make some decisions so that you can free up and you're not bound in, in that. You're, you're, you're not in bondage and consumed by debt and all of these kinds of things don't have a chain on you, but you're free to, to bless others, to give, and to do things that will make an impact on the lives of other people. God wants something different. So based on God, what God wants you to want, what step of faith is it that you need to take today? Based on the story that God wants you to tell, what step of faith do you need to take so that your story will be what God wants it to be? I want you to think about it because it could change your life when one day you decide to go when it would be easier to stay. Let me give an example recently from, from my life when I believe it was God's direction for, for me to go and it would have been easier to stay. And then I'm going to throw this back to you and let you wrestle with what you might need to do. But as most of you know, for the last 13 years, I have been teaching for uh, Campbellsville University and have been running their regional campuses out of Louisville. And for the last 11 years, I've also been serving the weekends at churches here for five years at Erlang Erlanger Baptist Church and for the last six-plus years uh, right here at, at Burlington. There was a couple of years ago when I had an, op an opportunity uh, to go uh, and to go in, and work at, at one of my alma maters. And it was so tempting. I wanted to go. I really wanted to go. But I felt like that it wasn't the right time. And I felt like that there was some unfinished business. And I thought there were some things that I needed to do. And, and I felt like I just needed to stay in, in, in that setting. I had made a promise to, to my daughter, Jackie. Uh, I, I made a promise to her that I, I wanted to help her to graduate from college. And I wanted the gift that I wanted to give her was the opportunity for a college education. But not only that, that she'd be able to graduate with a college education and have no debt. And last Saturday, she walked at Campbellsville University, and she graduated, and she's going to have her degree, and she is not going to owe a dime Amen. to anyone except her father. <laughs> but I decided to stay in that moment because it was easier than it would have been to go. But I knew God wasn't finished with me. About six or eight months ago, back in the winter, I think I had probably the worst winter I have ever had in my life. I had sinus infection after sinus infection. I had pneumonia for the first time. 
and, and I was as sick as I've ever been. And I went to my doctor, and he told me it was all stress-related. It was all stress-related. He said, my immune system was down because you just, you're, you're keeping an impossible pace of life and so on, and your body's run down, and, and it's trying to tell you something. It's stress. And for the first time in my natural life, and I mean from the first time that I was, from the day I was born, I was sick, so sick that I missed four Sundays in a row. I'm 54 years old. I've never missed four Sundays in a row in my entire life. Okay? I was born, and that next Sunday, my mom and dad drug me to church. And I've been ever since. But I was so sick, and I was so stressed out, and I was miserable, and I was crying out to God, and I was seeking God, and I've got some wonderful prayer partners here who, who've been praying with me, uh, you know, uh, Brother Hondo over here, uh, uh, Dave, Dave Hundley, Blake Kennedy, and, and some others have, have been praying with me, and six or eight months ago, I finally got a, I thought, a reprieve. Uh, the university was going to give me an opportunity to just teach and not do my administrative job as well. Instead of doing two full-time jobs, I get just to do one full-time job. And I was relieved at that, but yet there still wasn't, something wasn't just right. And so then another opportunity came down for me from another Christian university, one of the largest Christian universities in the country, and I had an opportunity to, to go in and work with them. And that was really tempting. That was really tempting. And so I went from having no options here and being stressed out to now having two options. And then there was another ministry that came up that I didn't even know was even possible that it came up. And so all of a sudden, now I had three choices and three, three different opportunities, and I, I wasn't sure exactly what it was that I was, I was supposed to do. I was a little bit conflicted, and I was struggling in depression at the moment in time, and again, just didn't feel like I could hear God. And, and so I did have people praying for me and praying with me. And finally, God helped me see that the best decision that I could make at this point in time, in this chapter in my life, the best decision would be to go when it would have been much easier to stay. And so as of four weeks ago, as Pastor mentioned earlier, I became the director of missions for the Northern Kentucky Baptist Association and the 72 churches there, of which Burlington Baptist is one. And I get to go and encourage pastors and staff members. And I, I get to help churches help discover or rediscover their God-given vision and, and mission and, and pour into them and encourage them. And i got to tell you, next to being EJ's pawpaw, it is my dream job. I mean, it really is. It's like the greatest job that I could ever have. And I hope I can do it for the rest of my working life and pour all my heart into it. Because, Brother Ken, I get excited about that, man. I get excited about that because I love Jesus. I love Jesus more than the Packers. I do. But the Packers are always with me. Here's the thing. Sometimes the best decision is to know when to go, when it would be easier to stay. God has a way of making that clear to us at, at times. And here's what I learned in the end of that situation was, what God wanted me to want more than anything 
was him. He wanted me to want him more. He wanted me to have a greater passion to serve him more than I've ever had before. And finally, God wanted me to move where I had been calling home for the last 11 years, even though I've been sleeping in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, and my home was here in northern Kentucky. And I'm going to be moving here soon, as soon as I can sell that house. So what about it? That's my story. What's yours? What's yours? Based on what God wants you to want, what's that next step that you need to take? What's that step of faith that you need to take? Where is it that you need to go? Now, I want to be really clear about something because I realize that this could be misunderstood. But I don't want you to go home and say, well, honey, it would be easier to stay with you. But, you know, (laughs) Pastor Jim said it was easier to go. So, adios. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You did not hear me say that. I did not say that. Based on what God wants you to want, what step of faith is it that you need to take? I know it's difficult to step out in the unknown. I know we feel insecure. Sometimes we're, we're afraid of, of going out to and, and, and taking a step of faith that we just don't know what it's, I mean, you know, you just don't know what it's going to be like. You know, whether we'll succeed or whether we'll fail. How did Abraham do it? How, how did Abraham leave where he was and go where he needed to go? Well, he did it by faith. I want to tell you, the only way I was able to make the decision I did, and I know I made the best decision, It was by faith. And the only way that you're going to be able to make that kind of decision for yourself is by faith. And the only one that you can really place your faith and trust in, who's never going to believe, never going to leave you, never going to forsake you, and never disappoint you is Jesus. So I don't know what you're going to have the faith to do, but one day you're going to tell a story about this chapter in your life. Neither you're going to be able to look back on this chapter in your life and you're going to be able to say, you know, I made this decision and I decided to go and I did this and man, it was the right choice. It was the right thing to do because it changed the direction of my life. Or you're going to be able to look back and say, you know, I had a chance. I had an opportunity. I had a decision to make, but man, I was just so scared. I was paralyzed by fear. I was just, and I didn't do anything. Risk-taker, caretaker, undertaker. You are one decision away from living a life of fullness by being obedient to God, by giving your heart to Him and following Him and doing whatever it is He tells you to do. Or you're one step away from wasting your life. If you want to walk on the water... You got to get out of the boat. That's all there is to it. You can't walk on the water unless you get out of the boat. And you have to step out to find out. God, help us today to step out and find out what it is to go and follow you.
Pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for for helping us to to write our story. Thank you, God, for, for helping us to, by faith, today, give us the confidence to step out. It is only through you, it is only by you that we can write a story in our lives that is worth telling, a story that's going to be pleasing to you, a story that's going to be full of blessing, not only for our lives, but for the lives of, of others for many years to come in our own family and then beyond. God, help us to tell a story, to write a story that's worth telling. A story that we're going to be proud to tell. A story of life change. Because we decided to obey you. You've got to step out to find out. So I encourage you today with all your heart, with all my heart today, do not leave this place until you step out and find out what it is that God wants to do with you, in you, through you. It's in in his name we pray. Amen.